0: You are listening to the Grace Covenant Cornelius podcast.
1: Yes to all that God has for us. We want to be tools in God's hand for the accomplishing of His purposes in our communities and in our world. Amen? Well, great to have you here with us. Great to have our campuses join us. We are live this morning on all of our campus: East Lincoln, Statesville, our church families join us. matter of fact, would you join me in just welcoming our church family from our other campuses this morning? I think this is a great video to launch us into our time today of the refiner's fire. You know, the refiner's fire as it relates to our lives is usually not a fun process, but it's the process through which God works to continue that of his refining in our lives. Just as a metal worker takes iron or steel or some other ore product and applies heat to purify, shape, and mold different metals, so God refines in our lives. He uses circumstances and situations to bring about his purposes for our lives. Now that's not always fun, but it's always for a good. And this past year, as we think about 2020, this past year has been somewhat like the refiner's fire. But through it all, God was at work. And today, today I get to tell you some of the God stories. Stories where there was a challenge that God turned to an opportunity. Stories where there seemed that there was no way, and God made Away. And as I think back to this, this past year, it is truly a God story for grace covenant. And although we had to navigate through and are still navigating through some challenging times, what we've seen is we've seen God at work in some miraculous ways. Now, as we think of the year 2020, none, none of us would want to like, go back and relive that year. Like, I've yet to find anyone who said, Wow, 2020 has been my best year ever. Like, no one's saying that. But again, through it all, God has been at work in and through the life of Grace Covenant. And numbers, I understand that numbers don't tell the whole story. But numbers do reflect the goodness and faithfulness of God. So I want to share some numbers with you there in your worship guide. You have our annual report, so you might want to be looking at that. For those who are joining us online, there's a link that you can click to download the annual report so that you have that there before you. But I just want to celebrate with you God's goodness, His faithfulness, your faithfulness in this past year as we look back to 2020. We received, in this past year, we received $5,733,247 in tithes. And our expenses for the year was $5,310,286. So I want to thank you. I want to thank you for your faithfulness in honoring God with your tithe. Not only is it a statement of your trust, but as we give, it's our act of worship to God. And through your faithful giving, giving, the mission and the ministry of grace covenant is funded. That's how we're able to do the mission that God's called us to. You know, it was interesting when COVID hit in March of last year and we were not able to gather physically. We were not, um, uh, we were a bit concerned as how that might impact the finances, the giving, um, but what was amazing in the midst of the pandemic, in the midst of the crisis, Grace Covenant, you as a congregation, excelled in generosity. And it that, it was that that enabled us to continue the work that God's called us to. So I'm so thankful not only to God, but to you as a congregation uh, who's committed, who's committed to honoring God in your lives and with your finances as a result of your giving. The ministry of Grace Covenant continued in this challenging season. So today, again, looking back on this past year, we celebrate 93 salvations where children, teens, and adults came to know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Yeah, go ahead and give the Lord a hand. 93 individuals. We received 80 new partners into the Grace Covenant family. We water baptized 48 individuals There were 26 individuals who received the fullness of the Holy Spirit, and we saw God's power revealed through nine healings. So today, we celebrate God's good work in and through our church family. We were also blessed to go around the corner and around the world uh, in a little bit of a different way in this past year. You know, in years past, we've been able to send out mission teams with the pandemic, and Uh, Travel restrictions, we were not able to send teams, but that did not stop our commitment to taking the whole gospel to the whole world. In this past year, we invested uh, $258,000, $258,305 in our partnerships with 45 different organizations. Uh, We gave $90,836 to global missions. Most of that was connected to four countries. Puerto Rico, Myanmar, um, the Ivory Coast, and uh, Nicaragua. Four areas that we were able to invest in. Again, not a year that we could send short-term mission uh, teams, but it was a year that we were able to fund some effective partnerships. Again, you're going to hear more of that story a little later, but we were able to fund effective partnerships impacting people's lives and impacting the nation's. Also, in this past year, we were blessed to complete the phase three of our building project on the Cornelius campus as we are continuing to plan for a future worship facility for our East Lincoln campus. Today, we have been blessed with some amazing facilities, which are simply this. It's tools that God's blessed us with. All the facilities, the buildings that you see, these are simply tools that God's blessed us with to help us carry out vibrant ministry to our community. But again, I want to thank you for... Your faithful partnership with the Embracing Our Future campaign. At the end of this year, we have received um or we have committed three million sixty-nine thousand four hundred and eleven dollars. We have received to date uh two million two hundred and thirty-one thousand five hundred and forty-seven dollars. Presently, as of today, we have a fund balance of one million six hundred and nine thousand dollars six hundred nine, uh one million, I'm not used to these big numbers. I usually don't operate in numbers like this. One million six hundred nine thousand six hundred and ninety dollars. Uh, our debt uh, as of today on our loan balance stands at seven million one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. You know, due to your um, ongoing giving and our financial, the strength of our financial position as we close out the year, as we close out. 2020, we were actually able to pay $200,000 down on the principal of our debt. So now we're beginning to aggressively go after the debt. We still have the office building across the street that's on the market. So please be praying with us that someone would want to buy that building for more than it's worth. Because uh, as we sell that building, obviously we would then use the proceeds from the sale to continue to pay down our debt. But all of these numbers No, it's a lot of numbers. They're all there in the report that you have. All of these numbers tell a story of God's faithfulness to our Grace Covenant family, and they reflect your generosity. So can we take a minute to give God thanks for His goodness to our Grace Covenant family? Would you join me in just applauding the Lord? Well, Lord, we thank you today. Lord, for how you showed up in some amazing ways in this past year, in the midst of crisis, in the midst of challenge, in the midst of being stressed and stretched, God, so many ways you were faithful. So, Lord, as we look at these numbers, they do tell a story. Lord, it's a testimony. It's a statement of your goodness, of your faithfulness, and, Lord, of the faithfulness of this congregation. So, Lord, this morning we celebrate you and we're grateful, God, for your goodness, your goodness to our Grace Covenant family. Amen. Well, as, as if, you, if you'd if you like, you can take the sermon notes there that you have. As we think of this past year, 2020 has become known as the year of the pivot. Now, due to several situations we've had to process this past year, the one thing that has been constant in the midst of all of it is change. Have any of you experienced some change in this past year? I mean, it was constant. It's like like we would set plans, and then we'd have to call an audible. We would set strategy, and then we would have to scratch the strategy. We would have a defined plan of action and then realize that our plan of action wasn't going to work. We've all had to figure out how to do life with the constant change in our families, in our church, in our work life. It's like the key word in this season has been flexibility. Like like we've had to learn the art of adaptation. But in the midst of all of the change as a church family, we've stayed focused on our mission. We've stayed We've stayed focused on what God's called us to do and be here in the Lake Norman community. we stay stayed focused on this loving God and serving others. Due to the pandemic, we had to get a little creative on how we fulfilled our mission. In other words, we had to do ministry in ways that we had not done ministry before. But in the midst of it all, I believe that God not only blessed us, but he guided us with some creative insight as to how we could continue to be missional in this season. And with the reality of the challenge and the change, though, Grace Covenant, our church family, stayed focused on the following. These are the five areas that we stayed focused on in this past season. The first is this, declaring God's Word. You know, although times and seasons change, God's Word remains constant and is an anchor in the stormy times. You know, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8. Says that the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of God stands forever. In other words, it stands through the pandemic, right? It stands through the adversities. It stands through, um, transitions of leadership in our nation. It stands through times of, of tension that come about when the depravity of humanity shows up. But it's God's word that remains constant. So we were focused on continuing to declare God's word. And Here's a couple ways that that played out as the pandemic hit And we were no longer able to gather here physically, gather on our campuses physically, we quickly pivoted to virtual online worship experiences where we were we were able to continue to declare the truth of God's word. During the safer at home time, we had interesting, we had 80 to 90 of our students every week engaged in online. We all we all had to learn how to use this new tool called Zoom, right? How many of you have been on at least one Zoom meeting this past year? like i 'm in them like every day now, but we learned to use this new tool called, and we had eighty to ninety teens every week engaged in a discipleship process. our children 's ministry team quickly moved to action and provided multiple means through which we, we could connect with children and continue a, a virtual discipleship process I, I, I applaud our children's ministry team. Man, they got really creative. They were doing scavenger hunts. They were engaging parents and children in all kinds of ongoing discipleship opportunities. What? Declaring God's Word. Even with our Grace Women's Ministry, we had to, again, move from gathering physically to figure out how do we do ministry virtually. And so throughout the week, our Grace Women's ministry was offering classes and, and uh, prayer opportunities, opportunities to get. Out. And what's interesting, in the season of challenge, we had 295 uh, new ladies, ladies who had not been a part of grace classes with the women, joined into these classes. Amazing, in the pandemic as we were declaring God's word. So we've been committed. We've been anchored to the truth of God's Word. Again, times come and go. Times change. Pandemics happen. But what never changes? The truth of God's Word. And we, we were focused on declaring God's Word. We, all stay, we also stayed focused on pursuing God. Listen, whatever the problem is we're facing, worship is always the best response. Can I get an amen on that? Worship is always the best response. In Matthew 6.33, Jesus said this, "...but seek ye first. His kingdom and His righteousness and all these other things. In other words, everything else in your life begins to fall into place when our worship is right. And so we stayed focused on what a passionate pursuit of God. We found creative ways in the midst of the pandemic as as to how we could engage the Grace Covenant family in worship. We've also stayed focused... On living generously. Listen, one of the things I've discovered is that life is found not in what we gather, not in what we have, but in what we give. I love the scripture in 2 Corinthians 9-11. says that you will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Now, here at Grace Covenant, we truly believe it's better to give than to receive. We truly believe that we have been blessed for what? To be a blessing, right? We've been blessed. God pours into our lives, not just so we can have more, but God pours into our lives so that we can be a blessing to others. And we had an opportunity in this season of pandemic, in this season of crisis, to live out generosity. In this past year, through Grace Feeding Grace, that's where the Grace Covenant family brings groceries to support, to help those in need in our Grace Covenant family. In this past year, we served 297 families. That's 25 families a month receive groceries through the generosity of the Grace Covenant family. Not only that, through your generosity of bringing groceries, there was this overflow, and we were able to bless 286 families with groceries through our partnership with the Neighborhood Care Center. That's 583 families in this past year that received groceries as a result of your generosity. Yeah, go ahead and give yourself a hand. Give the Lord a hand. And then there's the chicken story. Most of you are familiar with the chicken story. In the midst of the pandemic, we were blessed with 110,000 pounds of chicken strips. Like, out of the blue, I get a call one day. One of our ministry partners says, Hey, w- would you be interested in a tractor trailer load of chicken? It's free. So they're, they're trying to. They can't sell it in the restaurants because all of the restaurants are closed. It's free. Would you like a tractor? I had no idea how much chicken a tractor trailer load of, uh, of chicken was. When so we received our first load and it was free, and we dispensed that to families in need throughout our community, organizations that we partner with, they were literally taking pallets of chicken. Well, then a couple of days after we dispensed the whole tractor trailer load. A couple of days later I received a call again from the same partner he says hey I have second tractor trailer load of chicken strips are you interested He says I'm sorry this load's not free this load is going to cost 15,000 Now we didn't have 15,000 It's not like we didn't have money but in our budget we didn't have 15,000 for chicken strips that we didn't know we were going to get You know what I mean, I'm like how do you plan for that So we didn't have 15,000 set aside and we had like 24 hours to make the decision. So Pastor Paul and I got together. We had a conversation, and we had a prayer, and we said, we believe God's brought an opportunity for us. By faith, we should step into this, not, not having, again, the 15000 for the check-in. We made the decision, get this, the very next day, the very next day we received a check in the mail for a little over 15000 that was designated to COVID relief. Is that not amazing? Like God had already sent the check before the check-in. Before we had the opportunity for the chicken. Listen, this is what I know, friends, God can get his goods to us if he can get them through us. In this pandemic, we were focused on living generously. We've also stayed focused on discipling believers. You know, we're all in this ongoing process of spiritual growth and development toward our goal of becoming more like Jesus. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's the ongoing discipling process, the growth process in our lives. Now, most of the discipleship for us required a massive change because what we've been accustomed to is you gather in a group, and you have conversation, you share scriptures, you share prayer, and in that you sharpen one another. But when the pandemic came, it was like, like you can't gather physically, so how are we going to do discipleship? And, and we quickly pivoted to virtual opportunities. And we stayed focused on, again, the proclaiming, proclaiming of God's word, building, building solid foundation, In the lives of individuals. Again, a great illustration of this was what our children's ministry did with a virtual VBS. Like every VBS we had done up to this past year, what you had children gathered, great excitement, great energy. Now how can we do VBS if we can't gather children on site? Again, our children's ministry team moved to action and they produced a phenomenal VBS virtual experience, Fear Over Faith. Uh, And in that, what? Again, discipleship, building into the lives of children. So Through this past year, we stayed focused on discipleship. We also stayed focused on impacting our community. Listen, we're not here to be served by our community. Sometimes we get this turned around. We think, well, the community is here to serve the church. No, the church is here to serve the community. God's placed us here for such a time as this to serve the Lake Norman community, to live out the love of Jesus. And in the pandemic, and in the midst of the crisis, we stayed focused on that. You know, in Matthew 5.16, Jesus said, In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. You know, Grace, we saw the pandemic as an opportunity to serve, as an opportunity to express the love of Jesus. Multiple ways this happened. Let me tell you two stories, though, really quick. In the midst of this pandemic, there were two groups that have been highly stressed and stretched. The first being the medical professions, our doctors, our nurses, those working in the hospitals. They've been overwhelmed. And so we saw it as an opportunity, as an opportunity to step in and express the love of Jesus. So we started putting together what we would call goodie baskets, just baskets full of all kinds of snacks. And we were taking them uh in the East Lincoln community, and, and to the Huntersville, uh, to the hospital in Huntersville, to Novon, uh, on a weekly basis, we were taking blessing baskets full of snacks with a little note expressing our concern, our prayer for the medical workers, but just impacting our community through acts of kindness. A second group that's been highly stressed in the midst of this pandemic is our, our educators, teachers. Administrators in the school system, like they had to figure out a whole new way to do education in this season, which created amazing stress. And so we thought, well, how can we bless our teachers? So again, we put together these blessing baskets, large baskets full of all of these goodies. And three times in this past year, we delivered these baskets to 53 different schools in the Statesville, East Lincoln, and Cornelius communities. We just went to the schools. Again, little notes just saying, hey, we appreciate you. We're praying for you. We know this is a hard season, and we just want to bless you with these goodies. But again, just a simple way of what? Impacting our community as we're living out the love of Christ as we're serving others. So in this in this season of constant change, what I would want you to know this morning is that Grace Covenant has stayed focused on the things that really matter. We're daily living out our mission of helping people become like Jesus by loving God and serving others. We believe that's our mandate. We believe that that, that should define how we do ministry here at Grace Covenant. And we sum this up in four words. This is our missional statement. We sum it up in four words. We want to connect. Grow, serve, and go. So on all of our campuses, can you say those four words with me? We want to connect, grow, serve, and go. That's how we're living out our mission. It's what our mission looks like in action. So let me talk with you about these four areas really quick. First, we want to connect with God and people. You know, when you come to the bottom line, folks, of what really matters in life, it's all about relationship. Relationship with God and relationship with others. We spend our lives chasing after things and gathering stuff only to leave all of that stuff behind when we come to the end of our lives. What matters not only in this life for all eternity is relationship. Again, relationship with God in relationship with others. So at Grace Covenant, we help people connect in relationship with God and connect in relationship with each other. We recognize that all of us were created as relational beings. And we discover the fullness of life, of life God intends only to the degree that we connect in relationship with our Creator and in healthy community. So our first missional objective is to help you connect with God in a way that brings purpose and fulfillment and to connect in relationship with one another in a way that brings growth in life. I mean, can you imagine the potential of a body of believers, of a church that's connecting in relationship with God and connecting in relationship with one another? Wow, at that point, what we become a force in our community, living out the very mission that God's called us to. You know, one, of the, one of the key ways that we connect at Grace Covenant and grow is through our groups. I, I want you to watch this video and listen as Pastor David speaks of the value of connecting, to connecting to one another through groups.
0: done some amazing things through grace groups this year. In a time where physical distancing was required, God connected us virtually with people all around the world. He's expanded our reach and our influence this year through grace groups. Our Spanish ministry has been able to connect with people in Miami, Florida, Orlando, Florida, Spain, Mexico, Arizona, in Canada. David and Jessica Hans started their group simply by sharing their own story on Facebook and God connected them with couples through North Carolina and around Pennsylvania. In Statesville, we have a man who's connected with their men's group who is stationed in Japan. We also have a man from New York who found their men's group simply by doing a Google search for men's Bible study Zoom on Wednesday. God's desire is to see Our grace groups grow. He's going to do that by our in-person gatherings like Bob Dunlap's group from our East Lincoln campus, who has attracted people from his very own neighborhood. God also wants to see our influence expand virtually. This is how God connects us with people around the corner and around the world.
1: We want to help you. If you've not found your place of connection, And one of our missional objectives is we want to help you connect in a vibrant relationship with God that is life-giving. And we want to help you connect in relationship with one another as we do life in community. And that's God's plan. God's plan was never that individuals would be kind of like isolated under themselves. No, God wants you connected. So we want to help you Find that place of connection. Our second missional objective is to help every grace covenant partner and attendee grow in their faith. Now this scripture in Colossians chapter 2 verse 6 and 7 so challenges us as it relates to our ongoing growth process. Listen to what Paul wrote. He says, so then just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord. Notice this word, continue. In other words, there's a, there's a process, there's a growth process. Continue to live in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. And we want to help you in your growth process. That's what groups is all about. That's what different learning opportunities are all about. That's why we're coming alongside you as parents, helping you disciple your children as they are in a growth process, helping you disciple your teens as they are in a a growth process. We want to help you build solid foundation of faith, truly to anchor yourself to the truth of God's Word. Here at Grace Covenant, we believe that God continually, like every day, listen, He has more for you. Listen, it's not like you've come to experience all that God is and all that God has. He has more for you. And it requires a process of growth. We're growing into, we're expanding our capacity to experience the more that God has for us. You know, Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen says this, As iron sharpens iron, so one man, one person sharpens another. So here at Grace Covenant, we want to provide those sharpening opportunities. Our third missional objective is this, to serve others. Serve others. 1 Peter 4.10 says this, that each one should use whatever gift he's received to do this, to faithfully serve one another. So here at Grace Covenant, we want to help you discover your gifts. We want to help you find that place to live out your gifts. You know, in this past season, we have been working on our compassion ministry strategy. We've actually have been reshaping and reshaping and refocusing our compassion ministry strategy. And this is the way that we serve uh, to our community, that we're living out the love of Jesus as we serve. Um, and represent Jesus right here in the Lake Norman area. And so as we've refocused this, and you're going to hear more about this in the coming months, we are focusing in on four areas. Four areas would be this, families at risk, mentoring youth, serving immigrants, and orphan care. As as I've been working with the team, strategy is presently being developed, but you're going to see some of those opportunities in the coming months where you can connect, where you can not only discover community, but where you can live out the very thing that Jesus has called us to. Listen, the scripture says that Jesus didn't come to be served, but he came to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. How many of you would agree with me that Jesus is our model? He's the one that we're following. He's the one that we're living our life after what Jesus came to serve. And he's called us to to serve. So you're going to be seeing these opportunities coming up in the coming weeks as to where you can connect in these places of service as the strategy further develops. But one of the places where Grace has been actively serving is the Neighborhood Care Center. Five years ago, God gave us an assignment. God burst something within us that was about building a neighborhood care center, about taking the love of Jesus literally into our neighborhood and living that love out. Five years later, we're seeing the fruit of that assignment of what God's called us to and our partnership with the Neighborhood Care Center. I'm grateful for Manny Rosado and the leadership he's giving at the Neighborhood Care Center. But I want you to listen to this God story that's happening through the Neighborhood Care Center, through your service. Back in March, in response to COVID-19, the Care Center shifted their focus to providing meals for students that were out of school. While some schools in the county were providing lunches to their students, there were none here in Cornelius. The Care Center put together a team that would address this problem.
2: At the beginning of the pandemic, we learned that the students in Davidson and Cornelius schools did not have a food site. The Neighborhood Care Center and the members and the volunteers wrapped their arms around charlotte Mecklenburg school system at the very beginning of the pandemic and decided we are ready to work. We are ready to be boots on the ground.
1: We started out in March providing meals for 60 kids here on Cornelius. As time went on, that number grew to as many as 400 kids every day.
2: Grace Covenant took the lead to organize this. And before the end of the summer, we there were approximately 80,000 meals that were served to boys and girls and their families or their children uh, on a day-to-day basis.
0: Well, during this pandemic, every, every uh, month was so critically important to us,
1: and many citizens stepped up to serve our community in many ways. But there was one that stood out to me, and that was uh, Manny Rosada at the Neighborhood Care Center. Uh, it was a no-brainer after I got to meet Manny and started working with him, taking contributions to him and all the above. We were so impressed by the work that goes on at the Neighborhood Care Center. The,
2: the Care Center has has just opened its arms and walked into the communities and said, we're here, and guess what? The people from the communities that need the care center the most are taking advantage of a great opportunity.
0: I'm hoping that uh, the partnership between the city and all of our faith communities here in town, what I have observed in the past few months is the faith communities
3: within our town have gathered around the uh, the project there at the Neighborhood Care Center.
2: And I'm so excited about charlotte mecklenburg School System being smart enough to embrace that faith and school partnerships. We know the Community Care Center as a frontline partner. These faith partners can help and assist those families that need additional resources. And you all have given and given, and we
1: thank you for that. The Care Center was a key form of outreach to our community in 2020. We look forward to continuing that momentum as we look forward in 2021. Is that not an amazing story? This past year, Manny Rosado received the uh, Citizen of the Year Award for our community as a result of his service and his leadership through the Neighborhood Care Center. So I think Manny's here somewhere this morning. Manny, thank you for your leadership at the Neighborhood Care Center. But it's amazing what happens when we say we're going to live out the love of Jesus as we serve others. But lives are changed. Communities are changed. Communities are transformed simply as we do what Jesus did, as we are committed to serving others. Our fourth missional objective is to go around the corner and around the world. You know, in some of Jesus' last words before he ascended to heaven, um, he gave us marching orders, the Great Commission, about going, going into all the world and making disciples, proclaiming the hope of the gospel So in this coming year, we're ramping up our around-the-corner outreach efforts as we're mobilizing the church to the community. Through acts of service and financial resourcing, we'll bring the hope of the gospel to hundreds of people right here in our community. And listen, you're going to get, this is so exciting, you get to be a part of impacting people's lives for all eternity through your service, through your giving, through being a part of the mission that God's called us to. And as we think about globally, as we think about going, the wor- going around the world again because of the pandemic and travel restrictions, we're not going to be able to send out mission teams again this year. But that doesn't stop us from being a part of the mission that's happening around the world. We're going to continue our work with the Foursquare Church in Nicaragua. There's a minister's institute there that we have start and are continuing to fund. Hundreds of pastors have been trained through the minister's institute, through your generosity, through your finance. Support and what it's impacting the country of Nicaragua. And we have our partnership with Foursquare Ivory Coast where we are investing in discipleship and training up leaders. Churches are being planted. And what's amazing is as we're partnering with Foursquare Ivory Coast, then from the Foursquare Church in that country, they're reaching the unreached people and the unreached nations in the country of Africa. Amazing. That partnership. Matter of fact, I want you to hear the significance of the partnership as Pastor Marius, who's the president of Foursquare Ivory Coast, uh, tells the story of the impact of our investment in your generosity.
3: Hello, my name is Marius Kwame. I'm the national leader of the Foursquare Gospel Church in Ivory Coast. We want to take this opportunity to express our gratitude. This partnership allowed by God has been such a blessing to us and to through that this partnership many souls have been led to the Lord. More than ten thousand hundred churches have been planting. Rural churches have been helped to build a, a meeting place we are really, really thankful One of the things, the latest thing we want to celebrate was a uh, few days ago, we organized a training for emerging leaders. We gathered more than 250 emerging leaders and among them, we got 64 ladies, After the training, they were really committed to go back and start planting a church. This was so encouraging and we want to use really this opportunity to express again and again our gratitude. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. Thank you so much, Reverend Pharaoh and uh, the team and all the church. God bless you all.
1: Wow. 10,000 people come to know Christ as their Savior. Churches being planted, unreached nations being reached through that partnership. And we have the privilege of being a small part of that through our partnership, through our commitment to go around the corner and around the world. You know, at Grace Covenant, our passion is to glorify God as we develop a healthy spiritual community that's effectively living out our mission. And we celebrate what God has done in the past, but this is what I'm convinced of. Greater days are ahead. I believe as we're willing to passionately seek God, as we're willing to step out in faith, God has opportunities before us that we can't even imagine. That He's inviting us into. Listen, I believe he's placed us here for such a time as this, that in the midst of the tension and the division that's playing out at times in our community, in the midst of the stretch and the strain of this pandemic, it's an opportunity for the church to rise up. I believe that this can be our best day. As we live out the love of Jesus, as we bring the hope of the gospel into this present time and present season, now, I don't know what the year 2021 has for us. Like, I can't tell you exactly how it's going to play out because, again, things are constantly changing. But what I do believe is that as we continue to passionately pursue God, He's going to reveal His power, His provision for our lives and our church family. As we're, going, as we're living out a contagious faith, we're going to see hundreds of people come to know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior in this year. And as we radically serve our community, we're going to demonstrate the love of Jesus. And through all of this, God's going to be glorified. And people's lives are going to be eternally changed. And you're going to get to be a part of it. Amen. Would you join me in thanking our other campuses for connecting in with us this morning? I want to invite you to stand to your feet this morning. As we celebrate what God has done. I've talked a lot about this past year. We've seen the faithful provision of God. Maybe some stories you hadn't heard. Where God showed up and God showed out, if you will, in amazing ways in our church family. As we simply opened our lives to what He would want to do. And so we celebrate what He has done. But also by faith we move forward in expectation of what's yet to come. So join us. As we conclude this morning, declaring the greatness of God and saying, God, do it again.
0: For more information on Grace Covenant Church, our service times, ministry opportunities, directions, and more, visit us at gracecovenant.org.